Hello Assassins, Kakudon here, and welcome to episode 24 of the Memory Corridor. Today we are diving into the future of the franchise, focusing on the next installment in the franchise, the upcoming Assassin's Creed Mirage, as well as the also announced codename Project. Joining us today is returning guest Michael, and making his debut on the show is the ones who came before team member, Aaron. How are you? And before we kick this off, tell the audience a bit about yourself and your work for the site here. I am the, I'm Michael, I'm the network lead for the ones that came before. I help manage communications with the various members of the ECU network and the community uh, team. Um, I do a lot of writing, uh, mainly reviews, transmedia focus uh, for the site. Currently, I'm working through a very lengthy playthrough of the entire series um, with uh, me about, about to start the Black Flag section in the 1800s, or 18th century. That's great. How about you, Aaron? Hi, yeah, well, I, I run the virtual photography community for the, the ones that came before, and I do the weekly articles promoting everyone's uh, virtual photography. That's great. It's definitely great to have a fellow in-game photographer on the team is uh, at the end of the day that is something I spent way too much time with in just about any game whether it's AC or GTA or Far Cry or whatever so yeah it's great to have a fellow photographer on the team alright with the intro set and done let's hop into the animus and go back to 9th century Iraq so what are your hopes and expectations for Assassin's Creed Mirage in terms of, among other factors, story and gameplay, and in what ways do you want to see it return to the franchise's roots? So I've been thinking about this a lot since they showed the initial trailer and gave us a lot of hints on the different aspects of the game that they were looking at bringing back. Um, things like the social stealth and a more isolated use of tools. Um, but mainly just kind of bringing us back to that classic location uh, or, you know, type of location with Baghdad, very reminiscent of uh, Constantinople and Revelations. Yeah, that makes perfect sense but, uh, with the Middle Eastern setting and such. Mm -hmm. And having a, a young assassin who we don't necessarily know his skill level at this point. Um, we know that he's a, an assassin, but he's not a master yet. And to a point, maybe he is. Um, but it's going to be uh, what I'm really hopeful is I'm, I'm wanting to see just a good story that focuses on what it needs to tell for Basim's character uh, without necessarily flooding it with a lot of additional storylines that are really just kind of like yeah, you know, filler on, side on the side yeah something that like side missions that don't start to feel too much like main missions if that makes sense like you're kind of forced to play them in between that's one thing i remember about origins was that oh this next quest has a suggested level that's like four above the current one. Oh great now i have to spend like two three hours playing side quests that i don't want to play just to level up um yeah getting rid of level scaling for this i think is is already happening because it's not going to be an rpg but um, that would be extremely useful because I love a good side quest, but when I think back to the original Assassin's Creed, most of the side quests were uh, the races, the flag collections. They were all things that gave you a little bit of information or just got to, it gave you something to explore the area you were in, but they weren't taking you on large journeys like, you know, uh, escort missions or 
you know, hey, can you take this to Damascus from me, for me up in Jerusalem right now? It's like, oh, well, that's great, but you're really going to have me do that long thing just to deliver something for, you know, little to no reward. You know, it's, it's not really yeah. worth it, you know. It, I love the RPG trilogy, but, you know, when you're talking about getting back to your roots, cutting out the RPG aspects is really the only thing you need to do. Most definitely, and I mean... For me, it's it's mostly just about I, I think the overall gameplay structure. I that that may be a a very singular take for me, but I actually do enjoy collectibles and such, just for a wide variety no, of gameplay. And you know, it, it takes you to all these nooks and crannies that you wouldn't necessarily see otherwise. And I don't really have anything against like leveling up skill points and such. You know, that was in Unity, that was in Syndicate. Um, and that worked well. Like, like it, it gave you, like it made you motivated to to keep learning and, and keep fighting and keep doing stuff. Just because, oh, then I can get that skill, and that will make this and that easier. And th and that also comes across in other games, like skill points and making your character, evolving your character. I have nothing against that, but yeah, for me, it's really just about the gameplay. I think um, I would love to see the return of memory sequences and the optional objectives or um, just the ability of replaying them i would love to replay some yeah. of these because it's 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 very disappointing that we can't replay memories in valhalla without restarting the entire game so if you ever want to do something like you know watch a scene again or even you know do screenshots or virtual photography you can't unless you make a save state at the beginning of every single mission most yeah, definitely. I think, I think if they went for more linear approach to the to the main missions, and then just bulk it in with some side content that is like, like the collectibles, so you go around yeah. and you explore the city, but try and keep that the memories to be linear and more focused would be better. Most definitely. I what you said in terms of like story um, there before. In terms of it, like maybe focusing on assassins, whether he's a full-fledged assassin from the beginning or not. Um, I mean, of course, it would be great just to see assassins again and play as an assassin. But I, I, I have nothing against, like you know, if you start out as one or, or, or you become one. You know, we we've had a bit of both. You know, for example, Ezio. You know, over twenty-three years, he he becomes the assassin. He is for a long time. He's just wearing the ropes. Um, right. You definitely have Edward, who for a long time just thinks, oh, the, those ropes look good, I just want to get rich. And then you have, you know, like the Fry twins who are assassins from the beginning, Arno to some degree as well. Like, mm -hmm. you have both. Right. So, I'm, I'm fine with either. I can see this one panning out a bit more like Unity, in that sense. You get that short period at the, time, at the start where you're not an assassin, but you get into it quite quickly. And that's actually a good point because it could be a there could be a small jump because you know we roughly know that the the game is going to take place around 860 i think it is it's like less than 20 years before valhalla starts so we know that basim is going to be in his early 20s you know uh maybe late 20s and with the knowledge of the upcoming uh golden city novel um which i've you know, luckily been able to read already uh, prior to its release. Uh, we have the review on our website. Is that um, one of those like? Basim, um, oh, sorry. 
Basim is already a mentor, not necessarily a master assassin, though I think that kind of goes hand in hand, but he's already a mentor for his acolyte, um, Hytham, um, or Hytham, um, which Hytham isn't a full-fledged assassin yet, um, in that I think he's really still an acolyte, um, and he becomes the assassin, or he gets the title of assassin once he hits Valhalla, uh, and then post Valhalla, I think, is where he gets to have his master assassin, where he starts running his own bureau. Um, because he is pretty much having to replace Basim uh, in London, um, in all of England, as, uh, you know, they're trying to rebuild the Brotherhood there. But looking at the trailer and everything, and the, the robes, and kind of the knowledge that we have on the evolution of an assassin's uh, garb, um, from when they start as an acolyte with mainly just like a white cover up to moving all the way up to a master assassin with more detailed and intricate armor, possibly different dyed clothes and stuff like that. I think the use of blue in his outfit is showing that he is still a young assassin, possibly an acolyte, or maybe he just became or you know gained the title of assassin from Rashan. And, you know, by the end of the game, maybe we'll get something that shows how he became a mentor to Hytham. You know, I would love to see Hytham, you know, from the, the website uh, and the presentation. They've only shown him and um, Roshan, and then I think they've mentioned Hytham, but I don't think there's a... On the upcoming character list, they haven't announced everybody that's in the story yet, so we don't know exactly who is going to be the historical focus, um, you know, are they going to be dealing with the rebellion that they had during that time in Iraq and Baghdad, are they going to be dealing with something else, you know, we get to see Alamut, you know, we, we get to see all these, all these icons that we know for Assassin's Creed, but, you know, how earlier are we talking about his career? It wouldn't surprise me, like you say, if, if like, it did, the games have done in the past if it, if it takes something like events contemporary events a bunch of characters you didn't know were real characters and stuff crams them in there yeah because that's I, a... I really think with the story that we're gonna get something similar to revelations where mm, it's possibly. going to be an isolated an isolated time period where it's like you know this is the main scene we're not talking about a huge conspiracy like we had an AC2, we're not talking about somebody who's taking over the entire, you know, it's not like a, a story of conquest. I think it's really going to be a a, a simpler story. A focus where, yeah. you know, he's in Baghdad, he's got a goal, possibly has ties with what happens with him uh, in Valhalla. I honestly think that the main thing the main focus for him as a character is it's going to start his his time as a sage and learning about Loki and then starting to try to figure out where are the other sages and that's why he started looking for the Vikings. Somebody has to tell him initially though that you know the Vikings are the you know are the people that you want to be looking for, uh, and maybe it's that Basim doesn't know anything about Norse mythology, and he learns about it through Loki's memories, and he's like, okay, where are they now? And that's what he's trying to figure out. Maybe that's what they go with. Maybe they focus specifically on the building of 
the Assassin's Brotherhood. Maybe this is the first time that we actually get to move from the Hidden Ones to the Assassins, you know, even though they are still called the Hidden Ones in um, Valhalla. You're onto something that, like, it could be a good opportunity to, like, further establish the origins of the Brotherhood, as we know it. Yeah, I think the whole Loki thing is going to be quite interesting and quite key, and it'll, how they can bridge it into Valhalla. it sounds like and, and obviously you you guys know more about that whole thing as 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 i as i've never yet been convinced to play valhalla but 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 as you say maybe maybe that's part of this is to kind of redeem the rpg trilogy i suppose i necessarily say redeem because we know that the rpgs are going to be continuing um you know with uh, like project red um but i think it's more of because they, they said that this is looking at like a 30 hour game so this is really just like it, this is a an origin you know it could possibly even be considered a a reboot in, in ways because if this gives everything that we wanted for like an AC1 reboot um, or meets all of the criteria that the fans have been arguing for which I don't think it will but I think it will get pretty close I think this is a good way of them saying okay we can do the the root style game again and give you that classic thing but we're going to keep doing this other stuff because you know we have so much different versions of gameplay coming in the future 
Um, and this could be the way of them saying, okay, I know that we said that we couldn't do the stealth anymore because the technology is too smart for us to do it. What? But, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they had noted that one of the reasons why that they couldn't, they couldn't make a game similar to AC1 again was because the, oh, the AI stealth mechanics too are, smart. Are, are much, yeah. and, and stealth mechanics have evolved so, so much exactly. and stuff. I've, I've actually, uh, from when we're recording this, uh, I've been playing a bit of uh, Syndicate again actually over the weekend, and you know the stealth in that game, and Unity as well I suppose, was flawless. Absolutely flawless. Like, like with the sneak mode, covers, like... It was just perfect in those games, that's for sure. Me. It does worry me about, because we talk about going back to the roots and making it like the old ones in this one, obviously we don't know. It does make me quite nervous, because I heard they were using assets from Valhalla to make this anyway. And obviously Valhalla's quite a clunky game, being stealthy. But it was supposed to, because you're playing as a Viking and you're not an assassin, really. Right, right. But I think it's also that's that's an okay thing because when I think of assets, I'm just thinking, okay, we're going to use a lot of the same, you know, just individual pieces. Like, let's use the trees, let's use the fish, let's use this, you know. So we may see similarities, like God of War did when they made uh, Ragnarok. It used a lot of the same, you know, things from the first one, and it saves them money. Um, but you can still do small enhancements and stuff. Um, so that's perfectly fine to reuse assets. It doesn't necessarily mean that they'll reuse the same code. Hopefully they'll have fixed it so that the clunkiness of Valhalla doesn't show yet. But if they strip it back, then they'll be getting more towards Origins anyway, they should be. Which is yeah. not a bad thing anyway, because Origins wasn't that bad for Stephen. Mm. I mean, it, it wasn't Unity level, but there wasn't the criticisms as right. much. I think a good balance for this, and in all honesty, where I think their roots are really going to go, is I think that this is going to feel more like AC3 and Black Flag than it will AC1 or AC2. Um, Maybe. Because I think that'll be a good structure, especially like with the missions and stuff. You can give it the short linear story, but you can still keep in all of these mechanics. Because we've got the smoke bombs, we've got... Oh, really? That's the. Or I think there's there may be some fire usage in there, um, like maybe some uh, other explosives. You know, let's. You know, I, or really just revelations. I think revelations is going to be the anchor for this game. You yep. know, so that's the closest that they can get back to the franchise roots without destroying the progress or having to like really start from scratch. Like let's give let's give you revelations, but with the Valhalla engine. You know. But the new story, you know, yeah, you know, familiar character. I think that that is realistically what we're going to be expecting. After all, now that you say Revelations, that did have that at times kind of complex bomb crafting system, if you remember. Right. Like there were all sorts of bombs. One made like black smoke. One was an explosive. I don't, I don't even remember. Um, there were so many possibilities. Um, but you're right. I'm also thinking just in terms of kind of vibe and like world feel. Maybe it will be like Revelations, because it's been a long time since I played that game, but 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 I quite like the map of Constantinople. Like like the even the colors of it was very like like it it was a it was a change of pace. Like you know Italy was very I suppose red and flowery and bloomy, whereas Constantinople was a bit more dry. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, I would say more kind of like... like more warm, sand colours you know? and, and, and just like dry colours, blue, green, whatever. Um, but but it was interesting, and and you're right, Revelations itself's story only took place over like the course of a few months, compared to AC2, which is like 23 years, and Brotherhood, which is like another decade. Um, yeah. It might be that we're going into with, with this game. I was also just curious, you mentioned that uh, Golden City book, is that like yep. one of those Oliver Bowden books? That we, that no, 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 this is from, um, I forgot her name, bear with me one second. Sure, uh, but but it's supposed to be like one of those... Uh, Jaylee, uh, it's a, uh, Jaylee Johnson, I believe, um, was her name. Doesn't ring a bell, uh, but it, it is supposed she's, to... She's new for our series. Oh, okay, right. But it is supposed to be like one of those anthology prequel books. Yeah, so it is written by, yeah, Jaylee Johnson, uh, if that's how her name is per, uh, pronounced. Apologies if it's not. But it is a, it takes place between Mirage and Valhalla. Uh, it follows Hytham uh, in one of his earlier missions where he is tasked by the Brotherhood to... Uh, in Basim to go to Constantinople and uh, protect uh, Leo the Sixth, I believe, uh, which is Leo the Wise um, in, in history. Uh, so, a real person. I think I know um, that character. As his father, uh, uh, Emperor Basil, uh, Basil the First, I believe, um, is become paranoid that Leo is not his son and he is going to kill him with the help of the uh, Order of the Ancients. Um, right. Because Leo keeps getting in accidents um, that are always caused by something. Um, you know, he had almost been run, ran over by a horse. Um, oh, and man. It, it all comes down to it feels like his father has set him up to be assassinated. And the Order of the Ancients are the ones that are trying to do it for him, but they haven't been successful yet. So, Basim and, or Hytham and Basim are asked by the Empress to protect her son. And this is where um, Hytham, it follows Hytham specifically. It's his story. Um, he's tasked with also uh, watching Basim and trying to figure out what are Basim's motivations because the Brotherhood thinks that he is. Uh, not necessarily a double agent, but he's working his own agenda. And Basim has already started looking for the Vikings to, you know, what we know, uh, not explained in the book, but he's trying to find the other Isu. They come across a different clan, the Eagle Clan of Vikings, who work for the Empress and protect uh, young Leo. So the story takes place over the course of uh, a short period of time in Constantinople. And uh, it's a very isolated story. It's a good story. Um, and I noted in my review, like, it's it's worth a read. Um, but in all honesty, if you didn't read it, you're not necessarily missing anything outside of learning a deep understanding of what does an assassin actually give up to of become course. an assassin. Because so my takeaway from it was the idea of fatherhood. Hytham uh, never had a chance to become a father himself because he chose to become an assassin, but he has a very fatherly bond with this uh, young ward in uh, Leo the Sixth. It's the same and with those, like, all of, as I mentioned, all of the Bowden books back in the day, that, like, 
Yeah. It get, it's a bonus, but but it, it's nothing nothing essential, I suppose. Well, the Oliver Bowden books, you know, which I've read a couple of them so far, his books are novelizations of the games, and yes, they do give you some extra insights, and they're considered canon, which is great because it's like, okay, cool, here's a better understanding of what what were they thinking, um, which is normally what you get in a normally what you get in a novel uh, or a novelization of a game or movie but these are standalone stories they add to it very much like Gearman Saga or um, the Mage's Conspiracy or the other titles from Aconite um, these are expanding on the universe and kind of really filling in the gaps so we're not gonna I don't think we're ever going to necessarily get a novelization of one of the games in the future but we'll have these stories because the last novelization we had was for ac origins of course and or i'm sorry odyssey ac odyssey was the last one that we had um and it was a great novelization but the way that aconite has moved um, away from the style that ubisoft did with penguin these books are in their own just great standalone titles we've got uh, like five or six books so far from them um, covering almost the entire franchise and outside of the assassin's creed china books which follow xiao shan through a different version of the story of ac china and then continues into a non-canon um continuation of her story in a trilogy um, which only two of the three books have been released so far. Um, outside of her novels, all of the other ones take place during the canonical storyline of Assassin's Creed, and this one is the second book where we get to see Hytham as a key character, previously sort of the White Horse, which takes place before Wrath of the Druids, uh, but after the main story for Valhalla. Um, you know, we're, we're learning more and more about Hytham, and then it will continue um, to give us more information about him once we get the journals of, uh, uh, I can't remember the exact name, but Hytham's journals are being released as an art book here in a couple of months. Um, and it's going to be art of, uh, it's going to be very, very similar to Blackbeard's journal from Assassin's Creed 4. Um, that oh, we got in a physical form from Christy Golden. Um, so there's a lot of great world building and story lines where we are kind of going back to focusing on the assassins and less on the Isu, which is what we really had in the RPG trilogy. The last three games, exactly, yeah. in, the, in the RPG trilogy. But the transmedia is really building up the assassins and not just telling you an assassin story, but really giving you an insight of what does it mean to be an assassin? You know, so learning that you can't really have anything. You have to dedicate yourself fully to the Assassin's Brotherhood. And it's leading us to that line of, you know, I, I feel like in a game or two, we may have something where it's a heavy assassin versus isu based story compared to assassin versus templar or possibly what i've always wanted is assassins and templars against the isu that that is something i, I think we've talked about in a previous episode that could definitely be be really interesting but to kind of um, wrap this point maybe and, and move on i i think so so essentially our hopes for Mirage is 
in terms of returning to the series' root, mostly lies in the gameplay, correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then story, it can, it can do, honestly, whatever it wants to do, just as long as you play as an assassin, he can become that early on in the game, later in the game. I don't care. But yeah, just something that feels more like a classic game. Yeah, that, that, yeah that, as long as you stick with the Brotherhood as yeah. your main driver, I think that's where it is. And, and then a return to like more diverse gameplay, a more linear story, memory sequences, optional objectives, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you've got a slam dunk. <laughs> yeah. Alright though, we can always come back to this, but I wanted to, of course, also talk a little bit about the uh, codename projects. The four codename projects that uh, have also been announced. Red, Hexy, Invictus, and Jade. And uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what are these new formats going to bring to the franchise, and what are they even going to be like? We don't really know much about them, do we, other than the settings? We've got a, a good understanding, um, so to give a little bit of an explanation for those that are listening that haven't really been following along, the four codename projects that are coming up are um, Codename Red, which is set in feudal Japan, a which has very been like, fan favorite. Yeah, for like um, 10 years location, or something. And that, that will be the next of the RPG-based games. Uh, Codename Hexe takes place in 17th century, I'm assuming Germany during the witch trials it may be france i can't remember specifically um but somebody had pretty much figured out that based off of the word hexe uh, i believe it was german um that they had determined and then from that they figured out okay 16th century there were witch trials there as well as they were all across europe and um yeah in the, in the states um, yeah, in that one has a very kind of horror feel so we may have something that's more linear maybe we get a new kind of genre with maybe some kind of like survivalist you know horror based thing who knows maybe a lot of jump scares you know could be fun um, then uh, Codename Invictus is going to be the new outlet for the multiplayer games but they that's haven't right. really given much information from that kind of like and Assassin's then, Creed Online type thing I think more of something that's probably going to fall closer to a live service game similar to what you would see with like Overwatch or I'm, I was um, thinking GTA possibly, Online in I'm, my I'm head I'm hoping not a MOBA but I'm assuming it's yeah. going to be something similar to the multiplayer that we had with three black flag um you know revelations kind of like a sandbox like that, very maybe with a maybe a bit... with a more kind of open world kind of system or loadouts or something like that maybe like a um, sandbox and and there's also some like pvp and and stuff yeah maybe maybe and then assassin's creed jade is the first of the mobile titles that's um, right which, what um, was it that game was called i remember that was that mobile thing years ago what was that called rebellion uh maybe i i just remember that based one yeah I, I just remember there was this mobile game where you could like purchase outfits monterey joni was there and and whatnot yeah it that was, was that was rebellion it was probably it's a rebellion. very good game i, I finished yeah. the story up recently um after like two years or something like that um but the uh, assassin's creed um Codename Jade takes place in China. As well. Um, oh, in China. Yeah. And yeah. is going to be another kind of RPG style, but you're going to be able to create your own assassin. 
and oh, being part of the story. What um, I'm curious about with these code name games is um, is is the scale of them, and and if it's going to be anything like the Chronicle games um, that you know we've had in the past, which, which were these smaller, very singular two and a half D games, but for what they were, they were actually pretty good. Yeah, and um, I think with this, what it is, very much like what Assassin's Creed does with the transmedia, yeah. um, which Amar, um, Azazia, and uh, you know, in the rest of the team have noted via their comics and their books and the web series that's coming up and the podcasts, they are not wanting to limit the creators on making a certain game so i think what it is is assassin's creed is going to evolve from just being this linear action adventure kind of platformer with like a cool combat system to an rpg trilogy and now it's going to branch out and start touching a bunch of different bases to where it's more of the franchise that it is because if you think of you know just comparing the title or not the title but like the overall franchise you think about the mario series or the pokemon series or the halo series there have been various different game types that they've made where you know pokemon has the rpg they have a moba now they have you know puzzle games mobile games you know television assassin's creed is expanding to grow into a household name more than it already is with these smaller things and such different types of games yeah 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 Yeah, i think i think that's exactly right i think they're diversifying it they're giving instead of trying to give everyone what they want in one game they're going to split it across multiple games that could be exactly which will result in us having more of a not not necessarily a yearly release structure but we're getting something in a scheduled system to where as soon as you're done with one of the games here's the next one to play but it's going to be different so you're not getting burned out on oh a third rpg game where it's like i'm not even playing it as assassin but you know regardless of the story because you know i love the rpg trilogy I've, i've i haven't found a single game yet in the Assassin's Creed story that I have not liked. My only things that I've come across so far that I haven't really cared about is most of the comics because they don't do pacing well. Um, it, it, it seems too fast. I feel like I'm really just like skimming through the story of a, of a, of a game. Um, and, you know, you move from one scene to the other with just a turn of a page and it's just like, eh, I feel like there could be more here, but that's just how comics work. Of but, course. you know, being able to say you know like what i'm doing right now you know i'm in the process of finishing fallout 4 um for my own kind of gameplay library but when i'm done with that i don't plan on jumping to another bethesda game because i don't want to play the same kind of thing again but i could jump into an ubisoft game which while it is an rpg they have a different kind of structure where i can clear out a map based off of an individual area and then do the story and move on to the next area whereas you know other rpgs like fallout it's like open world do whatever the hell you want and maybe we'll get that down the line because even with valhalla you were still kind of structured based off of the level caps of the individual areas maybe one day or maybe with project red we'll get something where it's like you're in japan this is the story but do whatever you want 
you know, and you know, by the end of it, you'll have completed the story and maybe seen a bunch of extra things, you know. Maybe. You know, Hexay could give us that, you know, maybe we'll get something similar to the video game Outlast or, um, you know, maybe it will be something that's really just story-based and it's more of a kind of choose-your-own-adventure thing or it could have multiple endings um, similar to games like Until Dawn where it's like we get a really cool story, we get some horror there's a definite kind of ending, but you could see like three or four different endings where, you know, maybe this, that, and the other character survive. Um, but, you know, it always ends, you know, saying that, you know, you know, while, you know, while these characters died, you know, this continued, or it's just an isolated story where it's like, maybe they're telling us the history of a specific artifact or they're of a specific assassin's bureau that isn't around anymore, you know? they can really build out the world and tell these stories without having to necessarily worry about messing with the canon universe, which is really what they do in the transmedia, you know, create what you want to create in the universe. And we'll give you some guidelines on like, you can't talk about this because we're going to do something with it later, or you can't do this because we've already done it. But, you know, giving these unique locations and these unique stories and gameplay modes, it could really make the franchise a bigger name because you're getting to see more from it. It's more creative and not just the same old cookie cutter game that we had year after year after year, which is why after Syndicate, they stopped producing for a bit and really kind of started over and made the RPG trilogy. After Syndicate, that was also when like the Chronicles games there kind of kind of came to uh, kind of came to flourish from from what I remember. And and it's interesting what you say with like the purpose of these code name games. It's kind of these smaller games that's kind of something else, but that still adds to the the overall um, lore and story. Yeah. And and that was what I quite enjoyed about them. The Chronicles games. I don't know how, how well you guys remember them, but but they were a nice. I've only played China so far. Oh, okay. I would say my favorite is probably Russia. Uh, did I, you? I've, I've heard that. Did you play? I look forward to Russia. Did you play all of them, Aaron? I've only played China as well. China only China as well. Yeah, I think China's the most popular one as well. Like like Xiao Yunus, you know, one of the more popular assassins as well. But, but, you know, they were good for, like, diving more into into the pieces of Eden and such. Um, and if anything, it was a change of pace, kind of not having an open world and just, like, a campaign only, but have fun with that and really focus on strategy. And, you know, in Chronicles India, you played as, uh, what is his name? Something Mir, that is Henry Green's father. And even that, that's a great way of doing it because, you know, they're introducing these characters and they have ties to the story, you know, in the Mages Conspiracy, a bit of a, a little bit of a spoiler. There are ties to characters from Syndicate because it takes place during the same time. So there are cameos from Syndicate that show up in the later half of the book, you know. Um, and that's what's really unique about all of these new stories and what I would love to see from the games is you've got, you've got these you know, these new entries that are giving you something fresh, but they're still tied in through, you know, whether it be cameos or references or, you know, this, that, or the other, you know, like learning about Aminette and uh, AC Valhalla was really cool, you know. Um, and uh, because we got to read um, 
you know, about her and Bayek through the letters that uh, Reda had in his shop. Um, you know, that was that was super interesting to get to, to go through. And yeah, seeing nice stuff time. like that uh, come through again, you know, AC Red, um, which is going to be in Japan, um, could kind of give us a history. And I don't think they've announced, like, well, I mean, they said feudal Japan, but, you know, there could be ties to things that are happening around the globe because, you know, Japan was a very knowledgeable country. They had a lot of history. Maybe we get some references to AC China or other parts of the Asian continent. Um, you know, it could be just XA a could possibly have some influences that we, if you were to go back and play like AC Unity, maybe you see something there like, oh yeah, they said that in Hexa, and I just now realized what this means, you know? Um, you know, they could even give callbacks that make you want to replay some of the older games and say, oh, I understand this now because they've expanded on it just in another title. It could indeed be interesting to, to as you say, focus more on the Asian continent, especially, do we know when Red will take place? I take it like the 1500s so or something? They note Feudal Japan. Let me pull up my spreadsheet. So yeah, that, that is probably there. I don't remember if I have a date. 15th, 16th century. Um, but it could just be fun to focus more on that indeed. As, as during the time and, and pretty much always, big parts of Asia have been very advanced, but we never really talk about it given that a lot of history is very Eurocentric perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so that, it just notes feudal Japan, which was between 1185 and 1603 AD. Oh, okay. So there's, That's there's a like big window. Five, you know, five centuries there. So there's a lot of time. So we don't exactly have a specific idea yet. But, um, you know, it could cover, you know, maybe it takes place in the 1500s and we can get, you know, references to what's going on in Italy, you know. Maybe. Um, maybe we'll knows? play as a samurai assassin and that'll take, like, the free running to a whole new level. Maybe we have played Ghost of Shima before. Uh, uh, yeah, but I was, I was just about to mention that as well, uh, because a lot of people are feeling like this is going to be Ubisoft's answer to Ghost of Tsushima. I, yeah, see... I played that game and it was one of the best experiences I've had with a game. And it just made me want Ubisoft to do something. What is the time period for Ghost of Tsushima? Do you remember? I can't remember. It's been a while. Because I bet that's probably what we're going to be aiming for. You know, give or take maybe a hundred years. You're, um, now I'm just like you thinking... You are a samurai in that, aren't you? So that one notes the Kamakura period between 1185 and 1333. I'm just getting excited. Which for is the... based off of the that's that's based off of the actual Ghost of Tsushima lore um, from Nagasaki, um, but the game takes place in 1274. Maybe we'll get something like that. They mention I'm, I'm looking here at the Ghost of Tsushima from uh, Nagas one of Nagasaki's actual websites. So we're talking actual history here, and they note um, the Mongol Empire invading Tsushima. Um, we have seen the Mongols come into play. Um, in AC China and um, the Xiaozhen trilogy, with um, uh, the latest version or the latest entry into that trilogy, the second book, The Desert Threat. Um, and uh, she, uh, Xiaozhen, goes to Mongolia and meets with one of the, um, the one of the the Khans, one of the well, the princes at the moment. He he is a Khan, but he isn't the you know, the great con at the moment. Um, 
So maybe we get to play around with some of that. So, you know, that would be in that rough time period. So maybe we get to see something where there's a Mongol thing with Japan, or I, you know, I don't know the exact history of that area, but. There's you so know, many options. You know, I, I recognize the pagodas. I recognize the kind of shinobi aspect of the um, of the outfit. So, you know, maybe we will have something that's a samurai. Maybe we'll have something that's a shinobi. Maybe we'll have something that's going to be like um, a similar build to where it's like you could build, you know, one of these three, you know, uh, tech trees like what we had in Origins and uh, really develop like i want to play this as a stealth assassin and then the next one i'll play it as a samurai and then the next one i'll play it as a as a berserker you know and give you that kind of rpg aspect but more of a guided evolution similar to what you would have with like the tech trees and borderlands i'm guessing it'll be it'll be different maybe more shinobi route i said because at the moment speculation is it'll be 2024 i think that sounds about right yeah And I think it was a lot of it is speculation, um, but from the AC15 broadcast, we have Mirage coming out this year. I don't actually think that we will see Red until 2025. Um, and until then, you know, we have Mirage, which isn't going to take people long. By the end of the year, I think the majority of the community will have already played Mirage, even if they wait till like holiday sales, because Ubisoft is uh, or Ubisoft is very known for having like good sales during the holidays, especially in the states. Um, I would say by the end of the year that probably about 70% of the Assassin's Creed community will have already finished and be just openly talking about Mirage. Um, and in the following years, they will continue with the um, transmedia and releasing, you know, almost on a monthly basis. I was just looking at pre-orders um, for um, what's coming up and we have the final chapter or the final volume of AC Dynasty is releasing um, in English. It just came out in France recently, but it will be coming out in the UK and the US um, here in the next in the next couple of weeks. Um, we have the the journals for Hytham that I had noted earlier about coming in June. We have the um, the AC fifteen art book is coming out later this year. Um, there's another, oh, the uh, AC Fragments Young Adult um, Trilogy is starting to release um, in the summer as well for um, English. Um, coming out, it came out in France um, last year, if not the year before, I can't remember exactly. Um, so there's lots of stories that can keep us busy, and through that time, they could end up dropping the mobile game that they're doing with Netflix. They could end up dropping the Netflix show. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of content that they can do to keep us entertained while they work on getting Red released. Um, maybe we'll see Jade beforehand, you know. We don't yeah, normally know. talk about spoilers or, you know, rumors um, with the ones that came before, but uh, just for the sake of this episode, I have seen gameplay for Jade, or at least what I was told was gameplay for Jade, and... You know, I don't know where it is in its actual process, but we could see Jade drop in the next year or two. Um, but from my understanding, Red would be the next RPG, probably 2024, 2025. Hexay would follow suit the following year. Um, and 
once they get the um but i was just thinking um going back to infinity the... yeah oh, infinity. infinity once right. infinity drops we'll probably see things for invictus or this new this new you know ac unity style hub where it's like we have all of these stories that tie into that you know maybe they'll launch an infinity and it's like for the next year while we're working on getting red ready we're going to be releasing you know web-based interactivity things to where you know you can learn this story over the course of a you know rss subscription you know where you know every month we're going to release new information and it's your job to decode what's going on and you know just start building that kind of hype and community and then when the games drop they'll link into infinity and you'll be able to get extra information similar to the companion apps that we had for unity and other games like fable quite possibly i mean just have to see how it all plays out i mean i think for the for the, for the first time in a long time there's like so much ac content announced that like there's not going to be anything missing for the next few years yeah there's definitely an excitement in the community like we're ready for this next thing because we've had valhalla for the last two years which i enjoyed i know not everybody enjoyed it but unless you actually interact with the transmedia like i do i've had you know fresh content for assassin's creed you know every other month you know there may be months where i don't have anything new to do because i've you know i've i've played the dlcs i've i've done this and i'm really just going through the the older stuff again which is where i you know i find myself not getting bored not having anything to do because i've got plenty to do so there's a whole series for you to investigate but if you have been a hardcore fan that's not uh, only focusing on the games it's like i've played every single assassin's creed game but I've never touched any of the books or anything like that. It's like, you've got plenty of stuff that you could do while you wait. But that's how this series will go, you know, it will continue going forward. It is, if you, much like the Marvel, you know, Cinematic Universe. Oh, no. You know, with the Disney Plus shows. Not that uh, stuff. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking more to the facts, like, with the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, they noted yeah, yeah, that if course. you don't watch the Disney Plus shows, you're not going to necessarily understand everything that happens in the movies, you know. Of course. We may get to the point to where if you only play the games in Assassin's Creed, you will get a good story and you will understand it, but there's going to be a lot of references that you may not have seen or questions that weren't answered unless you look at the transmedia, which, you know, in this day and age, why not explore the other options? You know, most video games these days have some kind of prequel comic or some kind of continuing story or some kind of web-based series, you know? If you really enjoy a series, why not explore all aspects of it? And that will keep you busy while you wait for the next release. Cool. Yeah, and that's what I do as well. Most yeah. of the games I play, I explore all those extra bits and it does tide you over. We'll just have to see see what happens. And it's funny, funny you mentioned the the uh, the MCU there, because you know that's something I used to be a big fan of. Infinity War was like a religious experience, but nowadays I've just completely fallen off. Like like uh, I don't really care any longer. And, it, and it's not the quantity; it's just the overall quality and na- like post end game narrative as well. As controversial as it takes that may be. Yeah, that's something that people have noted all the time, you know, is that, you know, they've released so much and the quality has kind of gone down, but it hasn't necessarily. It's just that the the versions that you're getting are different. And so with a very much like Assassin's Creed, where they were putting out a game every single year, 
you're seeing that it's starting to deviate away from what you were used to 15 years ago you know it's like i you know i love assassin's creed one assassin's creed 2 was an improvement for it assassin's creed brotherhood added on the two and assassin's creed revelations was like a good closure for this character and then you get to you know three and four it's like oh cool it's changed a little bit you know there's a little bit more to it there's more depth and stuff and it's evolved over time but the fan base hasn't evolved with it you know yeah, there, so, there's always been bumps. It would bumps be great and... to see it go to franchise roots just to say, oh, this is very nostalgic because this reminds me of the first couple of games, but the series as a whole has to evolve and expand into other outlets where it will die. Of course. I think I think that's the key that this it's almost like root map, isn't it? Like red will be an RPG, but then right. we're thinking that Hex A won't be. Personally, yeah, I, I, I definitely don't oh, think Hexate will be. Personally, I'd love to play out like The Last of Us. Yeah, like that. That, would be, that would be awesome too. Just having some kind of adventure title that maybe has some... I mean, it's got to do something with witches. You could mean, tap into that the, like... The, alter- the Blair Witch style, you know, like oh, yeah. little stick, you know, it could, charm or whatever it's called. It could tap into that like... <laughs> alternate reality aspect of the tyranny of king washington if that makes sense it could it could be a what if kind of scenario but i think that would be that would be kind of out of what they would like what people would really want like if they started releasing non-canonical games i think that would Mm. give a bit of an issue because i mean we have some with like the rebellion mobile game but it's like it's a gotcha based game people understand that this is just a way to play with your favorite characters together which you would never be able to do in a mainline story it's also fun like it was fun in in king washington to tap into the whole like native american mythology and connor you know becoming one with the beasts and yeah. there was rumors of that like cancelled Black Flag expansion that was like with Davy Jones and and the Kraken and whatnot. That, that would be fun. Like I, I think that's where actually. it would stay though. If you want to do things that are kind of more of mystical or kind of like what if scenarios, that's where you do DLC. You know. So if Hexa wants to do something where it's like we're gonna make it kind of like magic, but it's because you're dealing with witches and witchcraft. Um, you know, you may have some some missions and stuff that can be like very fantastical, but it's still, you know, anchored by the fact that you're dealing with you know, 17th century witchcraft. You know, most definitely. All right, um, I think we've covered just about everything there is with um with the future of the franchise and these upcoming titles and and whatnot. Do any do any of you have anything to add here? In the end. Not really. I'm, I'm just ready for it to... I, I'm really hoping we get some gameplay and a release date soon. I know I've got to update my... Uh, or figure out how to update my shipping, because with me moving here in a month, my uh, collector's cash or whatever it is for uh, uh, AC Mirage is going to be kind of floating. Oh, yeah, so that I makes need to sense. make sure I get it to me and not somewhere else. Nah, yeah, we'll, we'll probably see get an official announcement, uh, release date and such before um, before too long. So, yeah, I don't expect that we're going to see it until... Maybe the fall I'm or really something. I'm hoping that we do see it this year, but I don't think we're going to see it until... October or fall. November or something. Yeah, October, yeah. We'll just see what happens and, um, and everything. Alright, but, uh, but if that was everything, then just thanks for watching and listening, everybody, to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it.
this is up today on everything happening here on the Monster Game Before and more things AC. Links to all our social media pages are down below. And as always, feedback and all topic ideas are welcome in the comments. Once again, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we hope to see all of you for the next episodes. And keep the community what it is until then. And of course, thanks to my guests for uh, for joining me. I hope you both had a good time. Yeah, that was great. Perfect. And then then yeah, some. Yeah, great, thanks. Oh, you're always welcome back, of course. And with that, that sums up this episode. Stay safe and active, everyone. See you later, Assassins. Peace.